0: Welcome to Inside Motorsport. We're once again sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, Craig, it's uh, a pleasure to have them on board as the sponsor because they provide to our prospective listeners a, uh, and a prospective customer of Manscaped a way in which you can uh, shave that quarantine bush in your pants. My gosh. Something uh, and get support uh, through Superca- Inside Supercars. To you, my landscape, because they're going to offer you a chance to get a, a decent discount on their product. But it's worthwhile thinking about the way in which you can go about using their products, and their products cover not only the lawn mower three dot zero. Is that how you say? It? Point zero. That's
1: American. Point zero, right? 3.0, right. or 3.0 3. Point 3. Point because it is American. Lawn mower, 3.0, right. if you listen to 3. the... Uh, <laughs> yes, if you listen to the ads.
0: And, it, and a beautifully made product, and one which will landscape your uh, quarantine bush, as it can be done. Um, but then you've got a couple of products that come with the, the, uh, the kit when you buy it, including both a reviver and a preserver, way in which you can actually make far better use of the way in which you want to uh, clean yourself up. So it'll ensure that you're uh, uh, well-trimmed and uh, well-groomed for any future instances where you may need to be uh, uh, well-groomed.
1: Yes. Craig,
0: is your experience with that?
1: Well, you've just got to love the products because A, the manufacturer on the lawnmower 3.0 is so good, it's cordless. So that makes it a whole lot more manoeuvrable and a whole lot easier to use as long of course as you handle it the right way. But then you get to uh, finish off the job, as they say, um, with either the the crop mop that lets you wipe it all up, the cleanser, which is a a unique moisturising product. There's even a foot duster, a refined cologne and uh, well, it's just a fantastic full range. So you can just buy the Lawn Mower 3.0 or you can buy a full range of products that come with some great extra deals, Tony. And one of the fantastic things Manscapes doing is they're making a great offer to our listeners.
0: Indeed, they are. 20% off when you mention Inside SC. If you order it on manscaped.com, you can get a 20% discount with free shipping uh, and get this wonderful product that will help you (laughs) curtail the problems that you may have had in the past. So get to and uh, get online ordering Inside SP as part of your order. That's the code that will get you free shipping and that 20% discount. worthwhile to do, Manscaped, a better way to do things.
1: We hope you enjoy this week's show. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, And here's Inside Supercars.
0: Welcome to Inside Supercars. It's Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravelle, and we're talking with Andy McElroy. Um, Andy was good enough to join us uh, Recently, talking about his career on Inside Motorsport, and we talked about the time when he uh, went from racing cars in New Zealand to working in America. One that uh, not many people know about. Um, you must be very pleased with where you landed in terms of the Gold Coast, Carrera Cup, and a lot of young drivers very grateful you did. Uh, thanks for that. Um, yeah,
2: mate. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't be happier with as you say, where we've landed, that's a good description for it because where we are now um, we have five cars in Sprint Challenge we've got five cars in Career Cup this season, um, we look after Porsche Australia's own Career Cup cars for their um, Level 5 um, program so, yeah, we've got a nice broad customer base um, they're all happy customers and in that respect I, I couldn't be happier um, which is which is a little bit of a surprise, I guess, to some, because in the early days, I mean, I look at young guys now trying to start teams, you know, even, even in the support categories like us, Career Cup and so forth, and it's so hard, um, especially if you're not, you know, don't have a lot of backing um, behind you. So I took some absolutely ridiculous financial risks in the, in the early days, you know, because I wanted to have winners in my cars, um, all the way through. So, starting with Johnny Reed in 2011, um, you know, we, we we bought a car that we couldn't really afford, but we bought it and paid it off, and um, did that with the uh, in in 2011, 2014, 2018. Um, so it was yeah, we were under the pump. I had to borrow an awful lot of money to stay alive, and then you know, two or three years ago, we kind of started crawling out from under the rock and. Um, it's amazing how much clearer you can see, and how much better your decision making is once you um, <clears throat> don't have that level of financial pressure. So, um, yeah, we, obviously along the way, we've we've you know met up with and nurtured uh, Matt Campbell's career, and then Jackson Evans. Um, we've got a a, a handful, um, a big handful of of real talented kids with us at the moment. Um, you know, with Cooper Murray and Harry Jones um, and Christian Pancione and um, Jackson Walls in Career Cup and then um, Ryan Sewell and Bailey Hall um, and Pancho as well in Sprint Challenge. So um, where we are as a business and where we are in terms of our customers and the drivers that we're developing, it's I, I couldn't be happier with where we where we sit right here, right now.
0: One of the things that seems quite obvious is that One Make Series, which is not normally you sort of say, Oh, Porsche Career Cup to One Make Series. Well, obviously it is, but it's it's a company that is dedicated to motorsport. They commit to making these cars, which are, you know, for the speed that you can buy in a car, it's remarkably cheap. And I'm not suggesting a Porsche is cheap. But for the speed, you can buy it. You know, when you look at what the the, the, the lap time say at a Bathurst, an off the shelf car that can go and do times not far off a supercar time, which is three times the price. It must make it very not easy, but it makes making it easier to work with a company like that for you to run a business built around that category.
2: Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. And what probably a blessing in disguise for us was. Um, when Carrera Cup, like I said, got put on mothballs uh, in 2009 and 2010, um, gave me the opportunity to work in the V8 Supercar Development Series in 2009, which was, you know, I was really grateful for the opportunity to get to start my team, um, and then tried to repeat that in 2010, but it was so difficult to, to put a, a, a half-sensible um, deal together. Um so we ended up running minis in the mini challenge. So I committed to BMW to make sure that I, I guaranteed that I ran three cars per round in return for some, uh, obviously, financial benefit and a free car lease of, for each of those three cars. But I had to roll up with three, three cars and drivers at every round. So that <clears throat> presented a whole bunch of other challenges. But then getting back into Carrera Cup, um, gee, it was a breath of fresh air. And I, I don't know why um it took the others so long to work it out that Carrera Cup um being backed by Porsche was such a smart way to go racing um with the when I was doing DVS um with the Stone Brothers car we had to carry everything um gearboxes and diffs and all the suspension because everything's bespoke and nothing fits off someone else's car except for a headlight or something so you had to carry so much equipment. So whereas obviously everyone now knows with Porsche, they have the massive parts truck there you can roll up and buy whatever widget you need at any time. Um, and then the way that they look after our customers, which are also their customers, with the, the driver's lounge and gifts and subsidised trips overseas and all that sort of thing, is um, it's absolutely second to none. So Porsche's commitment locally um and globally uh, unmatched because a lot of companies come and go um but they've been around obviously since the 60s with Le Mans and all those things but now they're you know they they've they build more race cars than anyone else in the world and 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 they support their championships like no other manufacturer so yeah I'm um I don't consider myself to be a very smart bloke, but that was one of the better decisions I made. Was was um, teaming up with Porsche.
0: Well, I think you're underselling your skills, mate, because um, you've obviously used various skills to get where you are. I mean, at its simplest level, the fact you're putting uh, ten cars—not on the same day, but putting ten cars on a racetrack—you must have to go and recruit uh, a fair number of guys to uh, to take that on, uh, and and skill levels all the way from. Somebody who can uh, drive a truck and fix the tyres to the guys who can engineer, race engineer a car. So you've got a fair skill in getting those guys together. It's actually it's funny you should say that. It's not that
2: hard. It's is is this um, thing called beer, which makes everyone happy. And as long as I buy beer, everyone's happy. So uh, like the the reality there is you, you're right. You've got to have a, a good team around you and you've got to have continuity um, with your crew, with your engineering staff, etc. So um, anyone who sort of knows of our team knows our our chief engineer was a bloke called Lee Geyer who um, I worked with when I was doing my JV with Paul with the Career Cup Cars at... at um, the PCR, Lee was the engineer on um, F- uh, JB's and then Fabian's um, supercar. I uh, really liked the way he operated um, and his knowledge and, and uh, all the other things that he – skill sets he has. Um, so when I started the team in 2011, uh, it was when I started to do Carrera Cup, I knew I needed t- to have a guy of that calibre, but there's no way I could afford him. Um so as luck would have it, um, Steve Webb, again, our paths crossed, and he offered me the job to help Jono start Techno. So we, I, he was paying me the sort of money that I needed to pay Lee. Uh, so that gave me the confidence to buy Lee. So that was a net zero. So it wasn't going to um, sink me. And we could afford to hire Lee. And um, I, I worked with Jono when we set up Techno and ran it for the first year with the Black Mother Energy Falcon um, and particularly um, and, and Lee's been on board with us ever since then. Um, same with our uh, engineers, other engineers, mechanics, our, our um, contract mechanics, which, you know, um, you've got at least a dozen of those on some weekends. Um, there's other things that are critical. Like nowadays you look around and most teams in Australia have got a driver coach, right? Yep great um but we've got luffy and Luffy's special but we've also had luffy doing this for eight years and so he knows the way that we're teaching the drivers to drive the car so when he's analyzing your video with them or he and i are just giving the young drivers a bit of mentoring before or between races or whatever he knows what the culture what our ethos is he knows the message it's not we're not grabbing some xvx supercar driver who wants to make $750 Seven hundred and fifty dollars a day um, to rock up and 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 give some advice, but he's been a part of our system and a crucial part of it for a long, long time. So it's that continuity um, of of all our all our guys and everyone's important. And back to what I said at the beginning, all you need to do is is pour some beer into them and and
0: they're happy. So that's the secret. One of the things that makes you you and your team stand out is that you've not only uh, identified, but then grown your own young champions. And champions, in fact, in Matthew Campbell first, and then Jackson Evans, who have gone on to become Porsche factory drivers. Enormously successful. So tell us about that process, please. Okay, so one of the areas, I guess, where we are a
2: little different is we kind of, if we believe in the driver, we kind of get behind them um, as much as we possibly can and whether that be, um, you know, with our little network of sponsors and supporters that, you know, move from driver to driver that come through our system um, or if it's a bit of mentoring or whatever it may be, we, we treat our drivers like family because they essentially are part of our MR family. So like with say with Maddie, for example his his granddad Bill came to see us Matt was so shy it was it was incredible I never met a kid so shy um but uh you know we we did a test with him he wanted granddad wanted granddad Bill wanted us to um weigh him and measure him as as you'd say and um he was quite well he was very impressive on his first day in the porsche extremely impressive but what happened with maddie is as 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 he did more and more races with us and you know they were on a shoestring um absolutely and Granddad and and maddie's mum ange they all were helping tip in to, to to get him through that first year of of porsche in the sprint challenge uh, and another you know it needs to be mentioned that Matt's teammates at the time, Tim Miles, uh, Scott Taylor, Grant Sparks, uh, and particularly uh, Michael Hovey, who uh, drives with us even now in Sprint Challenge, those guys got behind Maddie, and bought tyres for him when they couldn't afford tyres and things like that. So what, what I'm proud of is that we have a kind of a network of, of pro-am gentlemen drivers who have their own successful businesses who are racing with us to see a talent and and want, want to help out. So um, we we uh, seem to be reasonably decent at at, at getting um, getting some some players behind the, the kids with talent. So with Maddie after his sprint challenge year it was we at Phillip Island when he Michael Hovey gave him a, a Gen one car to sorry, a Gen two car to race in in outright, rather than racing in B-class, as he had been all year, and then he, he smoked the guys at Phillip Island, was on pile by 1.8 seconds, won all three races by over 10 seconds, or something like that, and then his granddad and I looked at each other, and didn't say a word, and we knew we had a problem, because we were going to do two years of sprint challenge with Matt, and um, it was clear that that was going to be an absolute waste of time, because he would have no one to race against. So at that point, um, we, I had a talk to Matt's mum and his granddad Bill who, and and um, decided we would put together a consortium of businessmen to raise the funding to pay for two years of Carrera Cup here in Australia with our team um, and it, it has to be said that Michael Hovey was the first guy to put Put he bought two shares. Um, and the shares were 50 grand each, and we were selling 16 to raise 800 grand to do two years of career a cup. Now we got sponsorship on board, and we managed to get through that championship with some money, or rather, through the first year. Then the second year, where he won the 2016 championship with a little bit of money left in the bank, he went off to the the shootout in Europe, won the shootout, and um, so we had enough money left in his fund to. And pay for some shortfall and some living expenses and things when he went to Europe to do his first year of Super Cup. Um, so I'm a director of, of Matt Campbell uh, Racing and um, we're in contact almost weekly. And then uh, you know, along came Jackson, and Jackson and Matt, as a lot will know, um, Jackson is, like I mentioned in the earlier episode, Jackson's dad, Johnny, has been a good mate of mine since high school. And uh, Jackson came along and pretty much repeated everything that Matt did two years prior. So that was an um, exceptionally proud uh, moment for me uh, as well as the whole team because Jackson's been like a, a, a nephew to me. I've, I've known him since he was born. And for him to come through Career Cup um, and win the championship with us and then go into Europe and win the shootout uh, was quite quite exceptional. So that was very cool on a professional level and a personal level. And now him and Matt are best mates. They live together in Stuttgart down the road from the factory and they're sharing a car in the WEC um, this year. And Jackson obviously had a fabulous result in Super Cup in the weekend in Monaco. So, um, yeah, we it's 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 been very, very cool to be a part of that journey and still be involved with those kids. Um as we bring the next lot through. And, you know, we Matt and Jackson, when they come home, they come to the workshop, they say hi to the guys and still feel like part of the family. So that's very, very cool.
0: Interestingly, um, that both of them have been able to secure, you know, strong backing from Porsche, uh, having both won the, the Australian Championship. Quite something that, that your drivers are, are taking that route to go overseas, obviously, you know, being introduced in the right ways through the right means. But rather than going for the supercars now, there's a whole bunch of drivers, both Australia and New Zealand, who have eyes for one thing only. Like Shane van Gisbergen, never aimed for Formula One. All he had wanted to do was was driving touring cars in Australia. Um, there's a quite a difference, a marked difference. Do you see that quite often? So yeah, that, that's a good question. So what what we what we
2: explain to the mums and dads that come to see us before we sign their kid is that um, Career Cup, the beauty of the Porsche Pyramid is they can do their year or two of Sprint Challenge, then their year or two of Career Cup, and and hopefully win the championship, then they come to a crossroads, or or rather a Y in the road. They can go um, V8 racing, they're ready, um, subject to the correct commercial um, situation being put around them. Or they can go to they can do what Matt Jackson have done, and that's win the shootout in Europe, and um, and then go through the the European GT uh, ladder. So the beauty of Carrera Cup is once you're good enough to win a Carrera Cup in Australia, um, you are you are a world class driver. And I used to say that six and eight years ago, and people kind of used to roll their eyes at me because, and I would say that if you can beat Craig Beard in a Carrera Cup car. You're world class Um, And you know Fabian And uh, Dave Reynolds Both proved that Um, So Nothing has occurred in the last five years To change my mind on my mindset on that But um, you know We've got we've now got Harry Jones and Cooper Murray um, who are both um, At the top of the Michelin Junior Championship currently In Career Cup and uh, either one of those two guys, or um, I think young Aaron Love, are, are going to um, win the Michelin Junior Championship, which is called after round seven, or uh, sorry, after round five, and then they'll go off to Europe for the shootout later in the year. Um, so we've got two two horses in that race right now. Um, so yeah, if and if, if if whichever one goes up and uh, does the shootout? If they don't win it, um, there's still a very good chance of a highly subsidised drive up there in one of the top European teams, or there's a you know they're, they're certainly equipped to race supercars with you know with or without doing development series. But it um, you know the point is is that once you've won a Career Cup here, you you you're, you're world class and
0: you have the world at your feet. So that's what we like about it while you've had great success, you haven't dominated the series because you've got now not just one, but two other fierce competitors. First of all, Sonic, who comes from a Formula Ford background with Mick Ritter, and secondly, now Ash Seward stepping forward. That must be terrific to have such strong competition because they do present you know, a very strong case with their drivers. Yeah, you're 100% correct, and, and the other thing is, um,
2: David Wall also runs a good team out of Sydney, um, and he's got uh, <clears throat> someone called Craig Lowndes with him this year, and and you know young Cameron Hill. They've got a family-based team in Canberra, and they're also doing a terrific job. So right right now, there's there's probably ten guys that could win Carrera Cup races. So this is this year's championship and. Um, our good buddy Richard Crail the commentator every year he says oh this is the best year we've had yet and he's you know he's, no, he's never wrong but this year is is exceptional the depth um, that's in the top 8 to 10 drivers is, is unbelievable so no team is going to dominate anymore and um, it's the team and driver that makes the least mistakes that's going to be on top of the end so again that's what we love about it and that's you know all proper competitive championships you know like IndyCar um like Super Cup uh that's that's what it's like so it's we're very
0: similar here now indeed one of the things also that you've had great success with is in GTs now you, I happen to know you've got a, a second generation racer in Jackson Walls you ran his father for, for several years in GTs and McLarens and, different cars, um, that must be tremendous to have a, a customer coming back because that's what you really want in life, isn't it? People come back and say, gee, we enjoyed it last time, let's do another one sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's, that's one of the things.
2: I always try to treat our customers the way I would want to be treated and um, obviously with having Hunter in America driving for another team, I'm, I'm a customer, I'm just to them, I'm the same as my customers are to me. Um, So, yeah, it's to have repeat and referral business at whatever you're doing is is really important. Um, and you know we've got you, you, Tony Walls has pretty much been a customer for the last virtually ten years from when he started in Career Cup and his campaign in Career Cup for a number of years. Then with the McLaren. In GT now, Young Jackson's come across to Career Cup Racing. So Tony's been a customer for that long. Now, Tony's a very, very, very smart and successful businessman, as uh, all of our um, gentleman drivers or prime drivers or, or, or dads Um and the fact that they've, they haven't they have gone somewhere else even for a year to try and see what another team is like and to, see if these guys, you know, keeping us honest or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> He's is, he's been with us. Tim Miles has been a constant customer for eight – this is his eighth straight season with us. Um, obviously, we're mates, so if he goes somewhere else, we won't be mates anymore. So maybe there might be more to that. But, um, you know, Michael Hovey is a successful businessman and he's had um, – he's raced with us. He was Maddie's teammate um, back in fourteen, fifteen, and then um, he went away for a few years to, to set up some businesses and came back and then went away again. And when he comes back racing, he comes to us. So that's what is really, really pleasing from a business perspective is we've got such um, loyal customers, and uh, that's you know that's that's crucial in any any stable business. So yeah, very happy about that.
1: When you look around the paddock and at the other categories, the, the big show is certainly supercars in this country. When you look at the cost of entry and the cost for driver entry, even through the development series, do you feel that they in some ways are, are making it very difficult for people to transition up towards that
2: main game? Yeah, you know it's it's always been an expensive game, and it, it it never won't be. Um, but yeah, it's put it this way: when I started in the development series in '09, and I tried really hard. Um, and Dave Russell, um, who's a who's a mate and a fellow instructor at the Porsche Driving School, and some other has has his own business. Like he was, he tried really hard to get backing from his sponsor at the time. And we thought we had a deal done and then at the last minute it fell over. So it was really difficult even back then to, to pull a budget together because it was, gee, it was well north of $500,000 back then. Um, so it's uh, it hasn't got any cheaper to do it properly. Um, so hey, I know your question's directed towards V8s, but that's probably one of the things that I love about Porsche racing is is um, you can, at the beginning of the year, you can tell the customer exactly how much it's going to cost, excluding whatever damage gets done. And um, that's, there's some comfort in that, uh, where the cost of doing Super 3 and Super 2, um, the thing that's difficult about that is where those of us that are, or those parents that want um, their kid to be on a um, on a pathway to success and to being a professional driver, you can only be in one or two teams, um, or you're not going to be competitive. So, I guess that the 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 how uneven the, the playing field is in Super Three and Super Two is probably one of the things that concerns me. And if you want to win you have a, a you know only a couple of options and and it's expensive to, to be in the have the winning options so um, yeah I don't think I answered your question particularly well but yeah it's 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 expensive and I, I think
0: um that's one of the things I like
2: about being in, in a control category like Porsche
0: now one of the things that we probably know and most likely think is that race team owners and race teams are a bit like sharks You've got to keep moving forward. You cannot go, you cannot be still because the moment you're still, you're going to be eaten by one behind you. So you obviously have to keep on moving your animal forward. So, where do you go next for, for your growth, your sustained, you know, strength in the category, any category?
2: Yeah, okay. So, um, what well, for me, um, there's, that's a that's a, a two pronged answer. So, I need you know you can't keep charging the customers more uh, because something's got to give, and it costs X amount to go racing at the right level. Um, so, you know, all, none of none of us race team owners or our race teams uh, are going to allow us to retire. Um, from the profit that we make in these businesses. So we've got, we're, we're silly enough where we do it for the passion and if we can make a, a decent living as we're going along, then, then we're happy and that's the only way it's going to happen. So um, what, what I'm doing, um, I've sort of diversified the business and we, we've got a retail shop that sits next door to the race shop uh, called MR Tuning, so we're kind of trying to capitalise on the, the brand of the race team being MR. And, um, and the MR Driver Development business, which is involved with the Porsche Driving School and our, our Motion Force One simulator next door and that sort of thing. So we've diversified the business to for a couple of reasons. One is to give us financial stability when racing is quiet. Um, last year would be a reasonably good example of that. But um, that's that gives us, uh, sort of underpins our group of companies which allows us to spend what we need to to uh, provide the right uh, services for our racing customers. So it's some you know sometimes it's a lost leader. You spend more than what you you make, but if you want to, if from the team's perspective, perspective, if you want to win, you've you've got to do that to keep pushing forward, and that's with with you know testing and other development and and simulations and all sorts of things. So, um. That's, you're right, we do have to keep pushing forward and um, there's, you know, some of us do, have got different strategies for achieving that.
1: What would it take to get you interested in a supercars department in your race team?
2: Um, I'm definitely not adverse to the idea of 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 running or having um a supercar team. The what worries the hell out of me is what I've seen happen to some mates. And obviously Paul Crookshank being the closest. Um, and the like the you can have a deal happening for a couple of years, you know, like and and when Tim Miles owned a part of Tasman. Um, with Gray Mathias and Jim Bolt um, and Mirth back in the day, you know, and that started out really, really well. Um, and they had, I, I think they had Firepower or Sprint Gas, had some, they had some really good sponsors along the way. Um, but the years years go by quite quickly and then all of a sudden the really good sponsors move on and then, you um, you know, sometimes depending on how strong your commercial department is, sometimes you don't get the same level of support the following year or years, and all of this, and it, it can turn uh, from red from black to red really quickly, and that's the, that scares the shit out of me. Um, the the how quickly it can go from being decent, and you know, we put our hands up, and go, yep, yeah, we'll we'll buy a rack. Um, or we'll have, you know, find someone to help us fund a wreck. Uh, we'll invest in the infrastructure and all those sorts of things and then get get going. Um, and there's nothing to say, you know, if we do a three-year deal with a good sponsor, naming the right sponsor, and that things are properly funded and on the fourth year, I've still got a wreck that I'm committed to running and uh, I have no guarantee that I'm going to find a decent sponsor at that time or if my team or my drivers haven't had a particularly good run, it's going to make it very difficult to attract uh, sponsors and corporate partners. So that's what scares me. Um, it's it's the stability, uh, the financial stability. I think the category um, is doing everything they can at the moment to um, – Rain in the expenses. There's clearly a lot of dust going on at the moment about the Gen Three cost, um, and depending who I talk to, the the um, the information is quite conflicting. Um, So um, I'm I'm you know to be honest, I I, I love I love the uh, every weekend I watch I, I know most of the guys I watch all the races on TV, but and I'd I'd love to be there, but. Um, the the fact that um, things could be going well one year and and two years later not going well um, that's what frightens me.
1: And with uh, the series that you do get involved with, it really seems that you've you have stability there because you have that backing from Porsche. In as much as it's back in the series, whereas we don't have anyone underpinning the series other than supercars, and uh, Tony Whitlock's mate Tony Cochran, always said, "Supercars is the the biggest sponsor of all the teams out there."
2: Yeah, yeah, that's yes, that's I know, I know that's that's quite true. Um, and you know, it's it's not. Completely fair to compare Porsche with um, with with the v Supercar Championship. With the VX Supercar Championship, or the company rather, is is a trading company that needs to make profits for its shareholders. Whereas um, with Porsche, this you know they sell cars, make profit out of their cars. They sell a lot of parts and make profit out of those parts. Um, but Porsche, this is also a marketing exercise for them. So the exact numbers, no one knows. But it, this does not have to. Uh, generate a profit for them here in Australia. and Supercars is a different, um, clearly a very different model. So, um, yeah, you're, you're you're 100% right, and about you know, supercars do a very good job of supporting their teams. From what I know, um, with the you know the refunds from the wrecks, and I know when you know Archers bought in, all the team owners got a lot of money. Um, so. From my limited knowledge of how it all works, um, you know, they they certainly do the best to support their stakeholders. Um, but you know, there's there's always the, the, a, uh, the some at the top of the tree and some near the bottom, and it's it's got to be hard work when you're at the bottom. And as a as a, a business rather than so rather than a team, we've I've I've taken ridiculous financial risk like I mentioned in an earlier episode to get my team going and get it successful and I'm too old to to go there again I'm not brave enough to take that financial risk again so I'm happier to be um, in something a bit more conservative but that's not to say if there was some way that there was more financial security or stability in the main game that we wouldn't we wouldn't look at it all right well
0: somebody i know that does work very hard and i regard as a young fella i'm very pleased annie to be watching your team and watching career cup and i'm sure that all our listeners out there will enjoy the rest of this year's fight between you and the all the other teams and drivers out there in career cup so thank you for joining us the inside supercars and giving us the insight into the world of MR um, McElroy Racing. It's been terrific, and uh, thanks again, uh, Andy, for doing the good job you're doing. It's a pleasure, and thanks for having me on the show. Inside Supercars is produced by
2: Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.